Listeners, on today's show, the topic of motivational music comes up. Everyone has the one song that gets you excited, gets you up, gets you going when you need to get your body in motion. What's mine? Well, I'm glad you asked. I love the song I Can See Clearly Now by Johnny Nash. It was one of my mother's favorite songs. It reminds me of my childhood. I have such positive feelings around that song. So I'm curious, what do you play when you want to get things moving? Let me know, and maybe I'll add it to my rotation and read yours on the show. Let me know at don'tasktig.org or call 833-275-8444. That's 833-ASK-TIG-4 and leave me a voicemail. Also, I may be coming to a city near you. I'll be in... Jacksonville, Oregon, July 21st, Eugene, Oregon, July 22nd, Bellingham, Washington, September 8th, Olympia, Washington, September 9th, Torrington, Connecticut, September 15th, Rochester, New York, September 16th, Wilmington, Delaware, September 17th, Colorado Springs, September 25th, Breckenridge, Colorado, September 28th, Boulder, Colorado, September 29th, And then I'm doing a huge European tour in October. Look at my website for all of the information, ticket information, everything's there. Make sure you get tickets for my next stand-up special taping in Brooklyn, New York, November 4th at King's Theater. There's an early and late show. Go to tignotaro.com for all show links and ticket information. See you there. Also... If anybody out there is looking to get a TIG fix with their eyeballs, I will be on the new season of the morning show September 13th. So tune in. Now let's start the show. I just want to first off, I say this all the time, and it's something my stepfather said. It's the parent's responsibility to learn who their child is Mm. rather than their child teaching them who they are. No, I'm sorry. It. Uh, <laughs> what the hell did he say? It's the parent's responsibility. It's not the child's responsibility to teach Amanda cork it. I am going to figure this, this out. Don't ask Tig. <laughs> that is why it's called this. This is Don't Ask Tig. I'm Tig Notaro. And when it comes to giving advice, I'm clueless, but not clutesless. Oh. Today's guest is an actor, writer, dancer, and co-host on the CBS show, The Talk. She's performed in several Broadway musicals, including Bullets Over Broadway and Young Frankenstein. She also founded her own fitness company and wrote the recently released children's book, Tell Me Your Dreams. Amanda Klutz, my newest, bestest friend. Welcome to Don't Ask Tig. (laughs) 
Hi, I'm so happy to be here, new best friend. Yeah, isn't that how you would describe me in your life? Yes. Newest bestest? Newest bestest who I haven't seen in a couple months. We need to see each other. Are you still on the road, though? No, I'm I look like I've been on the road. <laughs> I <laughs> I hear you. Um, but no, I'm I'm home and rested. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I guess you and I met at a movie premiere, yeah. but of course knew about you like so many other people knew about you when your husband had gotten ill with COVID. Mm-hmm. How do you feel when people are like, God, I was so moved. I was tuning in to see and cheering on and hoping. And how does that make you feel now, three years later? Yeah. Almost three years. Yeah. July will be three years. I mean, take it's amazing. I honestly, everybody that sang with me every day saved my life. Mm. I mean, it really, really did. I could be in bed crying or passed out and my alarm would go off at like 2.59 and I would get on Instagram. And in three minutes, my entire mood was changed because I was singing and dancing with thousands of people all over the world. You know what I mean? It changed my idea of like going through something alone or going through something with a community of people behind you or with you. I mean, it's amazing how that changes your life, you know? Yeah. For those who maybe don't know, can you walk people through as much as you want? Yeah. Well, um, Nick and I were living here in Los Angeles. It was early March of 2020 So just as COVID was kind of like becoming all absorbing and it was on my birthday that we were told that we were going into lockdown and we were eating dinner and Nick started feeling like really tired. And he was like, I think I'm just going to go to bed. I'm so sorry. And I was like, it's okay. I was like, what else are we going to do? Let's just go to bed, I guess. And so he went to sleep. And then for the next like 10 days, all he wanted to do was sleep. I finally took him to the hospital when he couldn't breathe. He was having some really bad, like heavy breathing issues. And it was taking him like a half hour to walk like four feet. And I was like, I think we should go to the emergency room. And I took him to the emergency room thinking I was going to pick him up in two hours. You know, I dropped him off and I was like, okay, see you in a couple hours. And they admitted him right away. And then he went into the ICU that night. And then he went in on a ventilator hours later after that. And then 95 days he spent in the hospital on a bed, unable to move and just getting worse and worse and worse. I mean, you know, he eventually got over COVID, but the repercussions of what COVID did to his body just annihilated his lungs and hospital infection on top of hospital infection, on top of, you know, amputations, on top of feeding tubes, dialysis. I mean, you name it, the poor guy had it. And then after 95 days, he passed on July 5th of 2020. That is unbelievably intense. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what I could possibly say that anybody else hasn't said. But as you know, so many people are drawn to about you is just your spirit. I remember when you walked up to me, and only knowing you through articles I had read or clips people had sent or passed along, there was just such a light about you. And that light, I think, is obviously what has carried and continued to carry you through this. But it's not like it's over or done or gone. And that's that thing with grief. It continues to teach me lessons. Mm -hmm. It's always changing and never ending, I guess. And it's 
sometimes really beautiful Mm -hmm. and it's sometimes really sad and it's sometimes really hard and it's Mm -hmm. sometimes easy. And you just learn to ride the roller coaster. And where are you now? Um, I'm in my kitchen. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Today, because I feel like you just go today. Today, I'm great. I'm in a great mood. Uh I was dancing before I met you on this podcast, which always makes me happy. I fill my days with happiness because Mm -hmm. I choose happiness. I do believe Mm -hmm. it's something we have to choose. And so Mm -hmm. I spend my day filling it with things I love to do so that I can be the happiest person I can possibly be. Yeah. But I mean, the journey is wild. You know, I mean, I have Nick's memories all over our home, whether you see it or you don't, I see things all the time. And Mm -hmm. I talk to him like he's my best friend. I talk to him a lot in the car. Like if I'm having a really frustrating day or if like I wish I could have like a really great date, I'll be like, can you please just bring somebody in my life? Like could could anybody like to have somebody take me on a date? Come on. And who would he hook you up with? Would you imagine? He would want me to be with somebody that was fun Uh and full of life and that obviously would be an excellent father to Elvis. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I'm curious. The part of you that is so positive and you say you choose it, how much do you have to work at it? And also, is there a part of you where you're running from sadness? Is it like, I got to be happy or else this, you know, because (laughs) I mean, I've had my own thing where I'm like, I can't get up. Yeah. I am struggling, but you know what? I'm going to go take a walk. I'm going to have dinner with a friend. Mm -hmm. I'm going to work. I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. And it's because or else. Right. Or else I'm sitting here sad and depressed. Yeah, it, it'll spiral in that direction. Yes, you know, and I can spiral. This is so funny because I was in therapy yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I just keep running and doing things and filling my day with activities and things so that I don't have to face my sadness or problem. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's maybe a degree of that, but also I feel like I've always been this person in life where I just, Mm -hmm. I like to do things that make me happy. So like you, if I'm on the couch and ironically, it's like the weekends are still very hard. I would say Mm -hmm. throughout the week, I'm busy, you know, like work with and stuff, but like weekends are usually like family time or Mm -hmm. you have a date or something, you know? And so if I have nothing going on on a weekend, even though I'm with Elvis, I can get depressed on a weekend because Mm -hmm. I think like, oh, on Sunday, like, what would we have done as a family? And, you know, maybe Nick would be making us pancakes this, you know, morning Mm -hmm. and we would have a breakfast together. And so I can easily go down that road. Mm -hmm. But I think that now, because I know that about myself, like I start Sunday mornings off with yoga and then I finally found a church that I semi-like here. And so I've been going to church every Sunday and I get myself out of the house or we'll go to the beach because I love going to the beach. It just, even if I'm just there for an hour, I feel like a better version of myself. Mm -hmm. So I don't know though. Is it wrong to like... Nothing is wrong. (laughs) Nothing is wrong. Listen, we're all trying to get through this experience. and Trying. (laughs) Yeah, trying. And I just have found you so 
mind-blowingly inspiring from the early days of your story breaking through to even now. And I think about Nick, who I never <laughs> met, and I and I go, God, I bet he would just be floored by you, just like everybody else, but just on a whole other level. Well, thanks, Jake. I think the beauty in death is it teaches you how to live. And I watched Nick lay in a hospital bed for 95 days not able to move anything. I mean, at mm-hmm. the end, he could sort of open his eyes and move his eyeballs left, right, down and up. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was it. And I, I mean, I always loved to live life and have fun, but now I just, I I really do kind of live with abandon. If I want to do something, I'm going to go do it. I try to honor mm-hmm. him in that. I always think to myself on days where I am sad, even like on a Sunday when I'm like, yeah. oh, hum, me. I'm always like, what would Nick want me to do right now? Like, come on, Amanda, yeah. get it together. Like, you know, mm-hmm. take Elvis to the beach or go out to dinner, do something. That always helps me move forward, especially on hard days, like just trying to think about what would make him happy, how I can live my life, how I can show Elvis the best life he possibly can have. I promised Nick when he died, I was like, I'm going to give this boy the best, everything I possibly can. I'm going to show him the world. And so I, mm-hmm. I just, I try to live that way. I mean, it's all we can do, right? Yeah. And from what I can tell, it, I, I have no doubt that you are. And I bet also as much as Nick would want you to be as happy and active and involved in everything that you are, I bet also in those moments when you, you're not or you can't, that's understandable to him and to everybody, including yourself. I'm sure that those yeah. moments are just as important. I know when I went through um, whatever I've gone through, I remember feeling so weighed down by people always telling me it was going to be okay and not allowing mm. space for the times where I didn't know or I was scared or I didn't feel like it was going to be okay And I think that's where my curiosity about you in those moments comes from, because I wanted to think everything was going to be okay, and I wanted positivity and help and support, but -hmm. then I also wanted those moments of, I need to have this down, sad, fearful time, but then also the ability to be able to get up and be like, you know what? I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's normal. We all have those lows. You you have to hit low to hit high. You have to. Of course. Yeah. It's not always sunny, but I'll always try to find the sun. In another way of turning things positive, this book that you wrote, Tell Me Your Dreams, which is awesome. And do you want to tell people about the book and the inspiration? And Yeah. Well, this was inspired by Elvis and our bedtime routine that we were doing at the time. And, you know, we always sat in his rocking chair and we sing songs and say our prayers. And then, you know, he didn't want to get into his crib because no kid does. And Mm -hmm. so I said, well, do you want me to tell you the dream that you're going to have tonight? And he said, yes. And so, okay. And so I just started creating this fantastical adventure dream that he was going to go on once he closed his eyes and went asleep. And I incorporated all his favorite things, trash trucks and choo-choo trains and the beach. And every night was a different story, but it was really cute because as he got accustomed to this new tradition, 
I would say, you know, and what color is the trash truck that arrives in your room? And he would say green or blue or, you know, and then I would say, and, you know, your trash truck turns into an airplane and where does it go? And he would say, you know, the beach or whatever. So because I'm always trying to incorporate Nick and a lot of the things that we do, especially with Elvis, because he doesn't really have any memories with his dad, I just started making these dreams that Nick would pick him up in the trash truck every night and then Nick (laughs) would drop him off. (laughs) And I would come in in the morning and go, you know, tell me your dream. What happened? What'd you do? Yeah. I just started hoping that, you know, he would have these dreams with his dad every night and they would go on big adventures together. And one night I left his room and I was like, you know, as you do as a parent, hold your heart and like try not to sob into your hands because your child is so adorable. But you go ahead and do it anyway. Yeah, but you do it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so I'm sobbing and I'm like, gosh, like maybe this is a book. Maybe this is a children's book. And so then I was pitching other children's book ideas to HarperCollins anyways. And I told them the rough idea of it. And the editor goes, that's your book. And um, I'm really proud of this one. I'm proud of this book. I really love it. I love how it turned out. Yeah, it's so great when something happens naturally and it it comes from a real place. Mm -hmm. And speaking of coming from a real place, since this is an advice podcast, we're about to get into that portion. Are you ready? Ready. Our first question is short and sweet, but I think you're just the person to help. May writes, hi, Tig, my 10-year-old and I want to know how you have fun while working out. Oh, Well, I would say you got to put on music, like the best music ever. Mm. And I think when I'm listening to music while I'm working out, that is like super fun and inspiring. Like I just have the best workout ever. So you just got to find the music that like reaches your soul. I've seen you on Instagram with your dance class and stuff. And honestly... I'm not, my mother was a dancer. She was? I am not a, my mother was a dancer. Oh. I am not a dancer, but when I've seen you dance sometimes, let me confess. I thought maybe I should try doing this. <laughs> I love you so much. Oh, it will God. never happen. It will <gasps> never happen. Ah! But you inspire once again the fact that I'm sitting home <laughs> With CVS readers on, with my hair going every which direction, I'm like, I could see me. Yeah. And then I'm like, what am I doing? I got to get back to my life. (laughs) All right. So throw on some good tunes. Good tunes. Amanda's a professional fitness instructor. You just got some professional advice here. It's all about the music. Yeah. It is. All right, there you go. Amanda, it's time for a break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more advice questions. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. You can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Sephora, and Zappos. And even stack deals on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. 
That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Hey there, it's Janae Desmond-Harris, a.k.a. Dear Prudence, and I want you to tell me about all your problems. Each week on Slate's Dear Prudence podcast, I'm here to tackle your questions about relationships, sex, work, family, and beyond, all with the help of an expert guest. We'll help you navigate it all, whether you're a teen dealing with parents, an adult looking to spice up your sex life, or you just need some validation that you're not losing it. We're here to listen and to offer some guidance. Need help? Just ask Prudy. New episodes every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, Jamila Jamil here. You may know me from my role in The Good Place or from She-Hulk or from social media and my activism. I Way basically started as a social movement and my podcast is one of my truly greatest achievements. It's a podcast against shame and a place for us to have really honest and truly inclusive conversations. I love connecting with people. I love learning. I have a lot to learn and I'm inviting you along with me. On I Way with Jamila Jamil, I have friends, activists, specialists and absolute heroes join me to teach me from their experience and expertise. People like Conan O'Brien, Jane Fonda, Roxanne Gay, Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Byer, Alok, Kelly Roland, and more. I Weigh with Jamila Jamil has new episodes out every Tuesday and you can find the show on earwolf.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we're back. Amanda, the next question was sent in by Elise in Nebraska. Elise writes, I'm currently without a vehicle and my coworker and friend is gracious enough to pick me up from work each morning. She never has to let me know when she arrives. I know she's here when my house shakes from the base in her car's stereo. It's 7 a.m. It's still dark outside <laughs> and it dampens my morning to start my day with blaring ska music or worse, the dropkick Murphys. Not to mention, I feel horrible for my downstairs neighbors that have to be woken up by the rumbling horns. If I ask her to get a grip on the volume, am I the jerk? Help. That's tricky. There's so many layers to this. Yeah. What are you thinking as far as... I could go so many ways. Um, You don't have a vehicle and somebody is (laughs) offering... (laughs) to come get you and at 7 a.m. Like that's a very nice friend. Yes. Who loves ska music. A very nice friend who loves loud ska music at 7 a.m. I would say my first, my gut reaction is be very grateful that you have this person in your life. Put in some earplugs and suffer in silence or join in the fun. Yes, Elise, you got to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> Stick some earplugs in. However, mm-hmm. the main problem is the neighbors. And I would say that I could see my, and I really try to not do even white lies. I really try I to be as honest and straightforward as I can. I'm not perfect. And and uh, if you just glance at me, you'll see that immediately. But- Here's where it could be helpful to say, hey, my neighbors have complained. Yeah, blame it on the neighbors. Yeah. 
What do you think? I feel like if you're gonna say something, that is a great way to diffuse the tension off of you mm-hmm. and put it on your neighbors. <laughs> yes. Get in the car, say, hey, uh, I got a note from my neighbors and they said that we were kind of loud. You know, include yourself like you're loud too. Yeah, and yeah. when you get in the car, put your earplugs in. Yeah. And then you could say, maybe we blast it when we get down the street, once we're out of the neighborhood, then we turn up the volume. Or you walk out of your house, walk a little down the street, as long as you feel safe. Yeah. And then say, just pick me up there because I think there's maybe an issue with the loud music. And that way you don't even have to say my neighbors complain. You could say, I think there's a bit of an issue, you know, with my neighbors and it being early and keep it vague like that. I, I think we've given Elise so many options Yeah, so she's good. At least rock on (laughs) or turn the rock off. It's up to you. Thanks for writing in. Amanda, the next question is all about the money. Carol writes, hi, Tig. One of my best friends just turned 30 and we decided to travel back to Buenos Aires where we studied abroad together. He's been a good friend for the eight years that I've known him. And it was such a fun trip. The problem is that my salary more than doubles his, and he knows it. I ended up bearing the brunt for two different hotels and multiple meals because he didn't have enough money. I hate confrontation, but had to pester him for three months to pay me back. Once he did, he was $100 short. Should I ask for the remaining money back? I would personally say no. I feel like this is a clear moment where you cut your losses and maybe don't plan a trip like that with this person again. Yeah, I like that advice. I wouldn't ask for the $100. I probably wouldn't have even asked for, I don't know. When I'm on vacation, I'm a bit of a vacation snob because if I'm leaving my environment that I love so much going to another environment, I want that environment to supersede where I'm leaving. So Mm -hmm. I would have probably just paid for the hotels and just cut my losses. And I think you're right. Then you just, you go, if it bothers you so much, you don't go on vacation with that person anymore. Well, I know who I'm going on vacation with in the future (laughs) and will not be Venmoing you anything. I'm a great vacation person and I will (laughs) never ask you for a Venmo. I promise you that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Carol, best of luck. (laughs) Let us know how that goes. um, And I'll give you Amanda's number if (laughs) you need help fitting the bill. Carol. Amanda, before we end the show, I need your help with one last segment. Okay. It's called Name That Thing. Name That Thing. This is the part of the show where we help people figure out what to call their stuff. We've named a lot of different things, from a meatless meatball to an adult softball team. Okay. But whatever name we come up with, the listener must use. No turning back. This is a huge responsibility. Are you able to help with this? Let's do it. I'm in. (laughs) Okay. Today's name that thing request was sent from Claudia. Okay. Hi. So I'm legally blind and have to use a cane so as not to break my neck. I would like to name my cane, but cannot think of one. Help. Okay. We're doing this together, right? right? 
are we naming this thing together or is it all on me? <laughs> well, Amanda, it's, are we naming this thing together? Okay. It's not thing. It's a thing. thing. All right. Um, yeah, we're doing this together. We're doing all this together, Amanda. Okay. We're doing life together. <laughs> we're doing this podcast together. Yes. We are naming that thing, thing together. together. The only thing we're doing separately is you are paying for my vacations <laughs> moving forward. Um, okay. Have you used a cane ever? Uh, dancing? Dancing, yes. In Young Frankenstein, there was a very... Um, dun, 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 dun. What's that move? Um putting on the Ritz, um, that putting on the Ritz, we had a whole cane dance. So yes. Mm -hmm. So I have used a cane. Okay. And a cane. A cane. That's terrible. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're a comedian. You're a comedian. (laughs) You can do better. Then, I can't. Okay. <laughs> I, no, when I'm working out new material, I'll have to invite you to come okay. laugh at how bad it is. Um, um, okay, uh, a cane, that, and and she's blind, and she doesn't want to break her neck. Right. Those are the key words. And Claudia. Okay, I had a cane. I had a broken leg that healed in recent months, and I had a cane that I used on and off that had like a. An alligator head. Ooh. Yeah. I felt yeah. really, really cool yeah. with that. I'm just trying. We're just kind of yeah. brainstorming. brainstorming right now. Yeah. Yeah. We're like alligator. You should use that once in a while. You should bring that alligator out. Uh, yeah. It's right by my bed. Cool. But that's not, that's not why we, this doesn't help Claudia. This Claudia's, doesn't help Claudia. Okay. Claudia's Claudia. cane. There's some alliteration there, but that's generic, obviously. Claudia. Kane. Kane. Claudia's Kane. Uh, Claudia Kane. Claudia Kane. Oh, such a great name for like a mystery novel or, you know, she's like a detective. Claudia Kane. Claudia Kane. On the, on the, on the hunt. For... Yes, go on. <laughs> oh my God. You're worse than I am. <laughs> Claudia Kane on the hunt. Um, How's that? Uh, <laughs> it is a good name, though. I'm going to use that for a Christmas movie. Claudia Kane. Claudia Kane. <laughs> Claudia Kane on the hunt. Can you hold? Okay, so she's legally blind. It might just be Claudia Kane. <laughs> is there any anybody that's illegally blind? <laughs> Claudia Kane doesn't want to break her neck. Neck. Neck cracker. Neck. <laughs> Nutcracker. <laughs> oh my god! Maybe that's what Nutcracker. Yeah, that's what we're gonna name it. She doesn't want to break her neck, so we're gonna call her Kane the Nutcracker. No. Yeah, you know, it's like opposite. <laughs> mm. I, I feel like it. It needs a badass name, right? We gotta like it's. Ba- it has to be. Right? Yeah, and I don't think you're on <laughs> the right track. Um, <sighs> this is tough. I feel like they usually come a little quicker. Claudia. Claudia Kane. C.C. She's not going to name her Kane after herself. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and Claudia, your Kane is named Claudia. <laughs> 
<laughs> she she would want her money back on a free podcast. You're right. That has guaranteed terrible advice. All right. God, this is hard. Wait a minute. What? What about, and I didn't watch the movie Legally Blonde. What do you mean you didn't watch the movie? Are you kidding me? Like still never have? This is where you you would need to know me better and longer. I don't follow pop culture. And we could go around in circles where you could be irate about what I haven't seen. The only thing I watch is documentaries and I listen to music and then I'm out. But what was the main character's name? Elwoods. Elwoods? Elwoods. Reese Witherspoon. Your friend. That was her name? <laughs> Elwoods. Yeah. Elwoods with an S? Yeah. Elwoods. Yeah. Oh, her name is L. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you were saying her name was L. I was Woods. worried. I was worried that you were thinking it was one word. L. Yeah, Woods. I thought it. Oh, her L name was L. Woods. Woods. Yeah, L. Okay. E L L E. Okay. Why were you going legally blonde? Is Claudia a lawyer? Because she said she's legally blonde. Oh, oh. The cane could just be called L. Woods. But yeah, one word. L. Woods. L. Woods. <laughs> L. Woods. I think we nailed it. Or okay, assuming the cane is wood. Uh huh. Yeah. There's woods. Elwoods. 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 I think it's Elwoods. Do you? E L L W O O D S. So we're changing the spelling so that it kind of makes one word. Elwoods. Or is it E L L L Elwoods? Elwoods. Oh, like Spanish. L Elwoods. Claudia can be Spanish. I was just going to say that. Yeah. L. Woods. <laughs> L. Woods. I'm going to leave it up to Claudia. Okay. How she wants to spell this. Will she let us know? Um, no. I highly doubt it. Okay. <laughs> I can only imagine she's a busy person. But uh, I'm going to go with L. Woods. And then it's up to Claudia how she wants to spell this. Yeah. We'll give her that freedom. I really like how we came to that decision. That was very smart. Mm. Way to like take Legally Blind and turn it into a movie you've never seen. Exactly. Exactly. You got to just ask questions, poke around until you find a terrible answer. (laughs) All right, Claudia, your cane is officially dubbed Elwood. (laughs) You're very, very welcome. And our sincere apologies. Amanda, this has been so fun fun. and such a treat to see your mug. Thank (laughs) you for taking the time to do the show. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. Always good to see your face. Yes, you as well. And is there anything you would like to mention or share before we wrap up? I mean, if you want to work out with me, I have a fitness app that people can join. Amanda Clutes Fitness available on all the apps services. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that. Do you have a dance app? Yeah. It's dance cardio though. It's, you know, I say my dance cardio is Jane Fonda meets Britney Spears backup dancer. So there's like enough jumping jacks to get you through, but then there's like some sassy, like, you know, hips and moves and stuff that make you feel like you're a fun dancer. Is there ever a day that goes by that you're not moving, dancing, working out? If I take a day off, it would be on Sunday. It's like my number one mental health. Like to move my body just makes me feel so much better. Like it relieves stress and anxiety. And I love the hour where I'm not thinking about anything else other than 
what I'm doing. And I switch it up every day so that I don't get bored. Love it. Well, I will see you soon. And thank you again. All right, friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tig is hosted by me, Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett and Shayna Deloria. Our executive producer and editor is Beth Perlman. Engineering and sound mixing by Alex Simpson, Derek Ramirez, Josh Savageo, and Evan Clark. Digital production by James Napoli. Talent booking by Marianne Ways. Our theme music is Friend in Tig by Edie Burkell and Kyle Crusham. And Listen to Your Heart by Edie Brickell. Special thanks to Hunter Seidman. APM Studios executives in charge are Chandra Kavadi, Alex Schaffert, and Joanne Griffith. Concept developed by Tracy Mumford. Our executive consultant is Dean Capello and Gobsmack Studios. You can always ask for advice at don'tasktig.org. Just write in with your problem or send us a voice memo. Remember to follow us on social media at Don't Ask Tig. Don't Ask Tig is a production of American Public Media. And as always, thanks, Dana, and I'll tell Becky. stand-up comedian and sex symbol Tig Notaro. And I'm actor and writer Cheryl Hines. Before Cheryl and I got into the big business of podcasting together, <laughs> we were just simply friends. And we're still friends. But now we talk about a different documentary every week on our podcast, Tig and Cheryl, True Story. So whether you love documentaries or just want to hear us slowly lose our minds, check out Tig and Cheryl, True Story, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, cool. (laughs) 